the pot party, the trippers, the grasshoppers, the hip ones, all gathered in secrecy and flying high as a kite. Outside the boundaries of their phony world of kicks is the ever-present possibility of discovery. This must be avoided at all costs, for discovery brings with it the penalties of society, shame, arrest, prison. So destroy the evidence, leave not a trace, burn it in paper trash. That way they can deny possessing the illegal marijuana. They can say the flaming can is part of a game. They can lie, they can swear. This time the gang's lucky. It's not the law, or discovery, or problems. It's just their supplier, Pete, with his number one chick, and a new guy looking for kicks. Forget it, man, and get with the countdown. Shake this square world and blast off for Kicksville. We are fucking back. Live in full effect. Well, we're not live. Oh, yeah. Well, we are live right now. <laughs> I mean, I get, we're alive. <laughs> Isn't that what live means? I guess. You know what I realized? This shit doesn't have a spit guard, and we just popped nasty. That's cool, man. Nah? The show's popping. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we should start over, but I feel like we shouldn't. I don't know. What do you think? It's on you. Nah. Let it roll. Let it roll, I say. So, what's up, homie? What's up, man? I'm good. How are you? I'm good, man. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a new new episode. We're recording in a different studio and shit. That's right. Yeah, I feel good about Source it. Source of the location, definitely. The yeah. home stew. Word up, word up. Yeah, um, we had like three episodes <laughs> that we attempted to record in this location, and it didn't really work out for us, so. Three and counting. Let's see how this one goes. Nah, see, you already fucked that up, man. You <laughs> nah, fuck that. It. I'm not superstitious. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> so what's good with you? Chilling, dude. Fucking over here doing the podcast thing. And Oh, is that what you're doing? You're oh, doing yeah. a podcast? Yeah. <laughs> Why are you telling me? I'm, do- I'm doing it with you. <laughs> fuck? I'm just filling you in. You asked me what I'm up to. <laughs> oh, gotcha. Well, I guess that's this is all you got going on there, huh? <laughs> Nah, man, you know, the usual, man, living life, uh, writing, uh, freaking uh, saw that uh, Max Holloway fight this past weekend. I'm still hyped off that. Yeah. You know? Hyped and, uh, um, you know, yeah. How much punishment can one guy take? Oh, man. Ortega, man, he got, he was a punching bag out there. Yeah. Props to that guy. But, I mean, when the fourth round finished, I was saying they better not go to a fifth round. Yeah. Like, I think his corner, it was probably their responsibility to, to do that if the doctor hadn't stopped it, you know? Yeah, we were saying throw in the towel, you know, in the third round, you know, just throw in the towel for the guy because yeah. he was getting beat up out there. And it kind of made me think about, you know, why we as human beings, you know, find that appealing. And even though I was cringing watching the fight, you know, there was a part of me that was kind of enjoying it, you know? and yeah. And at the moment, I knew I was wrong, but I was like, man, I can't help it. You know, I, it's like when you see a car accident, right? Yeah. you like see Everybody it. has to slow down and look. Yeah, yeah. Which I try not to see when I see a car accident. I try not to. But just that's that's because of my principles about, you know, proper etiquette on the road. You know, so right. like, I don't want to be a rubbernecker and slowing traffic. OK, down, you, you know? try not to. But do you? I do you look? I do not. I swear. I yeah. like, force myself to keep looking forward. You I know? think it's such a deep, like ingrained instinct yeah. that i even if i try not to look i'll look you know but i have really deep road rage so like leading up to the part where the accident is i'm cursing everybody out so if i look i'm just like one of them you know so so you got a separate set of issues that you got to deal with oh yeah no. looking at an accident is the least of your worries i mean i think i might commit vehicular manslaughter one day <laughs> so I oh, we're bringing that one back i like it <laughs> i like it yeah, yeah no i yeah i felt i felt 
like that's the thing with the fights and it's like i guess the older i get right it's like i start to feel weird seeing like these one-sided beatdowns after a little while especially when the guy's taking 100 200 shots to the head repeatedly you know right i'd much rather see someone just get knocked out cold and the ref calls the fight yeah but watching like this he was just beating on him man ortega was taking him and props to him did he ever even go down did he go down I don't think so, no. I don't remember him going down. No, he never went down. That's right? crazy. Yeah. That's some raging bullshit. But Max was just popping and popping and popping him the whole time, you know? Yeah. That was an impressive. That was an impressive fight by Max, too, you know? He uh, looked amazing. I think he yeah. had a lot to prove. Yeah. It's crazy to me that he was the underdog going into that fight. Right. Like, Ortega was the, the betting favorite. Yeah. That's crazy to me. But because of the of the ground game, though. Because of the ground game, but, but I, I mean, feel like Max Holloway right now looks like he's on a different level from everyone else in that weight class. Yeah, yeah, he reminded me of uh, Nate Diaz out there for sure. Both the Diaz brothers. Yeah, give Nick his respect, man. <laughs> Nick started this shit. Yeah, but I mean, I you know, I guess Nate is more more in the forefront right now. You know what I'm saying? Yes. So. I can't wait till Nick comes back though. Yeah, yeah. is he supposed to? I mean, he he what he got like a marijuana suspension like five years ago or something what? like that. That's ridiculous. I think he's like refused to pay the fines and do a bunch of the shit that he's supposed to do. I think that's why he hasn't come back yet. I'm not sure. You think Max looks better than you think he could take Connor, obviously. Yeah. You know, and it's not even like a skill thing. I, like, you know, having learned from the first time, obviously. It's that too, but I think the more I watch sports, I think like athletics has a lot to do with your momentum too. Cause I think it feeds into what you're bringing into the fight psychologically too. Right. Like well, yeah. Connor just lost the Floyd fight, which I mean, you can't be mad at yourself for losing in 10 rounds to the greatest, you know, arguably the, the greatest boxer of our time. I mean, yeah. Um, and then he got dismantled by Khabib. So he's got two losses. And how do you how does someone react psychologically to two losses as opposed to Max Holloway who will who would go into that fight feeling like the strongest man in the world because he just put a beating on on Ortega who you know everyone was picking to win the fight right so I feel like Max already has the psychological advantage all the shit that Connor all the shit talk that Connor does works mm-hmm. if he's winning right you feel what I'm saying right but he's still gonna talk shit and he's gonna talk it well. I think the ideal spot to be is somewhere in the middle, right? If you're Max Holloway, you're coming in on this super high, and then let's say you get into trouble in the fight early on, you know, that shock might be what causes you to lose the fight. You know, that whole like, whoa, I didn't expect this to happen, you know? So somewhere in the middle for me is the best. Like, hey, I'm just going to, you know, Bruce Lee said it best, you know, be like water, you know, just be in there, be loose, be ready for anything, Mm -hmm. don't expect anything, you know? Yeah, it's not so much about expectations. It's about those losses. I guess the perspective that I'm coming from is like, how much are those losses going to affect you in the in the present moment? How right. much of that are you going to bring into the octagon? You know, I think tremendously they're going to affect you tremendously. Yeah. I mean, it's any sport is very psychological. You're absolutely right about that. You know, and so yeah, I think if you're coming in there off those two losses, and some people might make the argument, like you said, you can't be mad for losing two world championship boxer right mm-hmm. but 
regardless if you're an athlete i think you're mad you know you're just of course you don't want to lose a loss is a loss yeah a loss is a loss and even if he brushes it off deep down in his psyche you know he knows i lost you know right my second loss after khabib you know so now yeah it's about what he does now really you know so would you favor max going into this fight or would you favor connor you know i mean it's really it's a tough call i think because you know i i don't think that max lets Connor hurt him the way he did in the first fight. Mm. And I don't think Max, because Max is going to be cautious, I don't think he hurts Connor either. I think Connor keeps his distance, you know, and probably chops the leg. Um, and, you know, I think Connor wins by decision. That's my call. And, you know, I think the same thing that uh, would hypothetically work against Connor in my scenario also works in Max's to max's advantage like psychologically right now he's he's killing everybody they put in front of him right you know what i mean so he's going into that fight i guess with with less doubts Mm -hmm. than you would have if you just lost two in a row and connor's last loss was pretty but he took a pretty bad beating he was completely outmatched against khabib those are those are the fights forget the mayweather fight yeah that fight alone okay forget it yeah forget the mayweather fight still that last fight alone yeah he was completely outmatched that's the type of fight that defines you um you know the way you come back from that fight like i think that'll that's going to define connor to a certain extent yeah i think the big question out right now is where really where is really connor in that stack of fighters you know mm. because did he just get like a an easy pass up to the top you know um because well, what's the top let's be real connor, the connor is the top let's be real uh, in what sense like as far as fighting or as far as promoting he gets paid the most he's the guy calling the fucking shots he had his name on the goddamn octagon like he had his yeah. liquor company on the octagon right. <laughs> Proper, proper Irish We're talking whiskey. about putting a belt around your waist. That's one thing. But, I mean, he had his logo on the octagon, champ. So, I mean, no, that's great business. As the great Jordan you know? Peterson would say, it depends on what you mean by winning. <laughs> right? Exactly. No, yeah. But, yeah, no, okay. So, exactly. It depends on what you mean. But I mean specifically fighting. Is he the best? You know, is, does, I know, but has... What's he ranked? Like number three right now or something like that? I know. But my question is... Yeah. Hasn't he transcended that line of thinking already? Do you think he gives a fuck about, quote unquote, rising up the ranks? What ranks? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like he's number one. And not only, you know, money speak, obviously, financially speaking, like mm. he's done more for fucking uh, for raising up the, the value of MMA fighters more than anyone else before him. Now, all of a sudden, people are making two three mil per fight you know he he bumped that up yeah he did. it was mcgregor yeah he did definitely yeah, so so does he care about a championship contender fight and about a belt like he held I two think belts so. simultaneously i think so i think that's what uh propels the money machine you know what i mean if he's not winning people are gonna pay less attention you know so i, I think, think he cares. i think he's above that i think he's at a level right now where he can just do super fights he could just do super fights for mega money and be straight. What yeah. else does he have to prove? Man? Yeah, but he's got to win or they're not they're not going to keep giving him those fights, you know? Yeah, so if I'm Conor McGregor, I'm taking fights that I know I could win. Exactly. Yeah. That's a smart thing to yeah. do, obviously, you know? But yeah. but yeah, I mean, I don't think he deserves to be in number the number three spot. Look, the two best guys in that division are Ferguson and Khabib, right? Right. Yeah. I mean, let's be real. Yeah. Ferguson would probably smash Connor too. Yeah, honestly. No, for sure. 
coming there with his headphones on and the shades. Looking awkward as fuck. Fucking hammer pissed him on the top of the head and shit. <laughs> Don't say nothing bad about Fergie. He's the type of dude who'll find out where you live. Nah, that shit. was just a comment on, comment on his fashion. It was like, I didn't even say it was bad. Like, Holy shit, that's fucking Tony Ferguson. <laughs> He's trying to choke out my dog. Yeah, that dude would just pop my head off my shoulders. That's all. It's it's weird, man. I think he said you said that he was like growing on you lately, right? Yeah, he is. Yeah, you know, I do find him like a bit like, you know, different than other fighters. You know, mm-hmm. he, he's like to the beat of his own drum for sure. But yeah, he's growing on me. You know, he's just doing his thing. You know, I do feel like at first he was kind of trying to do a Conor McGregor type of type of act. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yes. And he. I guess settled into more of like his true personality. At least that's what it seems like as a guy on the outside, you know. Because at the beginning, it just seemed like he started wearing suits all of a sudden and with the lapels just, out, yeah, with, with the, the shirt lapels lapels. out, and he was like trying to come up with the witty quotes and shit like that. But he's, that's not him, you know. It wasn't working, bro. No. It wasn't working. He'd be looking awkward in the suits and shit. And Max just, tries to do that too, and he's not. He's not that either, you know. But Max is. So badass. Well, so is so is Ferguson oh too. My That's the God. reason they're both successful. No, they're, just, they're both fucking nah, badass, bro. Yeah, I mean, not everyone is bred to be a TV personality. You know, if you're a fighter, especially, probably not. You know, if you're Conor McGregor, do <clears> you <throat> want to fight Tony Ferguson, bro? Be real, man. Hell no. Hell no, man. Hell no. That dude's rich. He he's rich as fuck. Mm-hmm. Conor McGregor's rich as fuck. He's like on the Forbes list and shit. That yeah. rich. Yeah, he just had. He's having his second kid. He's got a liquor company. <clears throat> he don't want to fight no Tony fucking Ferguson, bro. He's a proper businessman now. That nah, was but props to Connor though for for fighting Khabib though. Like, let's yeah. keep it real, man. Everyone knows Khabib is like the most dangerous guy, and Connor came back and and took on that fight. Like, he did. you got to give him his props. He did. You got to give him his props. No, I mean definitely. I mean, I. Admire anybody that can get in a ring and fight. I don't care if it's boxing, wrestling, freaking jujitsu, whatever. Like, it takes a lot of balls to get in front of a crowd and, and fight. You know what I mean? Yeah. Possibly get knocked out. Possibly get, you know, broken limbs, bloody nose, whatever, in front of yeah. everyone, you know? I mean, for me, that's that's admirable, you know? Again, though, I don't, I'm not sure why I'm attracted to the violence, but you know what I mean? Like, I, I am. Like, it's fun to watch. But it's always been that way, though. Since yeah. like the Roman gladiator days and yeah. shit. And I'm yeah, sure, at least there's no lions in there. Right? Yeah, there's no lions. I mean, it's sanctioned <laughs> by an athletic commission, whatever the <laughs> fuck that means. AKA the landowners say it's okay. <laughs> it doesn't. It definitely looks. It doesn't look as as uh, non-threatening as like boxing or something. You know what I mean? Because like it's like. Well, they say boxing is worse in the long run. Yeah, it is. Yeah, you're taking repeated shots to the head. Right. But MMA, just like visually, it just looks worse. There's like fucking blood all over the place. They're like rolling around on the floor, beating each other's asses. They're kicking each other in the head. They're elbowing each other, you know? Yeah. Uh, I forgot which of the fights that, um, you know, dude had homie on the ground. He's just like mashing his fucking face with his elbow and shit. (laughs) I know which one you're talking about. That was one of the bloodiest fights I've ever seen. I could see why people, you know, are kind of put off by, by MMA and shit. Yeah, definitely. It's it's really violent, but you know, again, it's it's not repeated trauma to the head. It's not football. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I enjoy the shit out of it. You know, yeah. I don't know what that makes me, <laughs> but but you know, 
in our defense, I think we also enjoy the technical aspect of it. We, and in fact, I enjoy it more than I do the just somebody getting knocked out. You know, if I see like a really good jujitsu match, like mm. I love that. You know, I love to see the the reversals on the ground and all like the the submission attempts, everything. You know? Yeah, my favorite fights are. are like Anderson Silva versus Vitor, that that kind of fight, you know what I mean? Where it's like a chess match and it's not like the most violent fight. It's not just like people slugging it out, like on some, what do you call it? Dan Henderson versus Shogun. Like that was a, it was a dope fight, but not from a technical perspective. That no, was just like two know. dudes just fucking going at it, you know? Mm-hmm. But Machida and Belfort was like a chess match and they were just reading each other. And all of a sudden, you know, someone would strike and someone would and, you know, no one actually hit each other until like the fourth minute of that first round. And then like when it was on, it was on. Yeah. Know? To me, it always reminds me of like two praying mantis, like going at each other, you know, like. Right. You know, it's, right, right, right. It's very technical. Definitely. Reading like the, the other guy's data, you know what I mean? Processing that shit. And yeah, yeah that was I love that fight. I love that fight. I love watching like uh, Machida fight you know silva all these like ninja like guys you know yeah that's my preferred style yeah the human mind is crazy man like you know when you think about what you just said like reading the data and all that we really are like processing complex information like in a short amount of time like when you drive Mm. like that to me is amazing you know (laughs) like you're calculating distance speed all that with, you're doing it like instinctually so like yeah when you see a human being in a ring fighting and doing all that properly it's pretty amazing you know? have you ever heard of the stoned ape theory no what's that by terence mckinnon i want to say is his name um so this was a guy like in the 60s 70s that um he was doing studies on uh mushrooms okay mushrooms psilocybin right and uh so his theory was that at some point our ancestors, you know, like the Neanderthal type dudes that, mm-hmm. that weren't really advanced, you know, they were just a little more advanced than the apes, um, started taking mushrooms. And that's what unlocked basically art, you know, like the, our our ability to, to cave, communicate. Cave paintings. and Yeah, that's when the painting started evolving and stuff like that. Like his theory is that it it all started from them taking psilocybin. Right, very possible, but I mean, a theory can't yeah. prove that. It's but, a theory. Yeah. yeah, but very possible for sure. Um, do, you, do you believe that though? I've heard a lot of things like about you know these these substances that it's really um, that it really is like a path to to something else, you know, or to or a, a window into like another reality that we're unaware of and shit. Do you think there's anything to that? I mean, so I've tripped on mushrooms before and I didn't feel anything like that. You know, Mm -hmm. maybe it wasn't like psilocybin or whatever it's called, but Mm -hmm. you know, yeah, I do. I believe there could be transcendental properties to it, you know, but I think I'd have to know, like, for example, do mushrooms grow, do hallucinogenic mushrooms grow in every part of the world? Because art, I think wherever there's cows, so, for example, like there was art in Egypt, you know what I mean? Like, were they on mushrooms too there? You know what I mean? Like, no, but like we're Egypt, talking about the Egyptian civilization cave, is what spawned from these original. I'm talking about the original man that like that? before okay. it turned into uh, Homo sapien. Right. You understand what I'm saying? Like okay. before that, there was a few other Stages. iterations of mankind that didn't survive in the long haul. 
Okay. So Homo sapiens is the one that em- ended up, you know, sticking through. See, I'd have to know more. I'd have to know more. I'd have to know whether there was art only in one concentrated area where mushrooms were growing. You know what I mean? Or like, obviously, there's no way of knowing that that far back, you know, so. But, Look, I'll, but I'll, do I says, think it's possible? Yeah, I do think it's possible. He called this is from inverse.com. He called this the stoned age, the stone ape hypothesis. McKenna posited that the psilocybin caused the primitive brain's information processing capabilities to rapidly reorganize, which in turn kickstarted the rapid evolution of cognition that led to the early art, language, and technology written in Homo sapiens archaeological record. So how do you explain someone who's artistic nowadays? It's just through evolution, like it's just been now inserted into our DNA starting from when we did mushrooms or? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. So I mean, basically the, the mushrooms is what kickstarted that the part of the brain. Yeah. And then, and then that got passed out. Yeah, of course. Also, like once you're conscious and you have children, you know, you're going to teach them to be conscious. You start passing that on. And, and also uh, biological evolution hmm. starts, your DNA starts changing. That's interesting. That's interesting. Like, you know, for me, I'm not a huge, like, for me, I, it was more of a diversion in my youth, right? Like, I just thought, like, all right, whatever, I'm going to do this. Oh, yeah. I wasn't trying to, like, reach some fucking spiritual <laughs> right. state. I was trying to. <laughs> There's people that do that, I was that, trying though. to get high. There's people that do, like, ayahuasca, you right. know, like, and that kind of stuff. And they turn into their spirit animal and all that good stuff, you know, and whatever. But that doesn't interest me, you know. Like, I just wanted to party and have fun, you know. Right. So, for that, it was great. You know, there was one time I couldn't talk for eight hours at a festival. <laughs> you know, oh, I had the same trip. Really? I couldn't talk. Yeah, I couldn't talk. What? That shit happened to me twice, actually. No way. Yeah. That's we went crazy. to we went to Halloween Horror Nights and I didn't say nothing the whole night, bro. <laughs> At one point, I even saw like my one homeboy from work that I didn't even go there with. I just like ran into him at Horror Nights and he was like uh, passed out on the floor and there was a fucking crowd Holy surrounded shit. him. <laughs> And, shit. and I like stood there and I didn't say shit. And I was just <laughs> like, I motioned to my boy. I was like, yo, let's go. Let's get out of here. Yeah, this I didn't say like nothing <laughs> for the whole time, bro. I don't know what it was. But, I, but you know, I was young as fuck, though. And I feel like my brain wasn't developed enough to even understand what was happening. So, like, when's the last time you tripped? That was in 2010. So, like, not eight, that long ago. Not that long ago, yeah. yeah not that long ago. Yeah. I was younger. <laughs> but you've had some some life changes since then. Like you're married now. Oh, yeah. Sure, you know, yeah, no, life life changed completely since then, you know. But yeah, that time, even then, you know, I was like not something that I was expecting to do or that I did frequently. You know, it was just we were at a festival. I went with a friend. He says, open your hand. I put my hand out. He puts like a freaking mountain of mushrooms in my hand. And we're in the middle of a crowd. And I'm like, hey, take this back. Right. And he's like, no, you got to eat it. So, you know. I did the only logical thing. So and you I weren't, put it all you weren't planning to, to eat it or not? Um, like you weren't planning to I was to planning trip on having night? like a little piece. You know okay. what I mean? Like I told him, give me a little piece. Uh-huh. He, he understood that to mean trip falls <laughs> for the next 12 hours. <laughs> nice. Nice. <laughs> so, yeah, I couldn't talk, but it was cool. I had a great time. <laughs> okay. Have you heard of uh, microdosing? I've heard of it, yes. But I don't know. Tell me about it because I'm not 100. percent Oh, I don't. I'm not like an expert. I no, no, no. You mentioned some, it. Now you got to break it down. <laughs> yeah, right. Let me Google it real quick. <laughs> now, but from what I understand, it's like um, 
you take a small enough dose to where you're not going to be tripping. You just, you know, you take like micro dosages at like uh, certain times or whatever. I guess every other day. Why? It's just supposed to help you like articulate better and your cognition and it's you know it's supposed to have a bunch of benefits seriously mentally said everybody that ever wanted to trip all day you know but it's not tripping because you don't feel like you're tripping apparently see that's where i'm old school with my shit you know like if i'm gonna do a drug because i want to get fucked up you know but not that i you know nowadays you know it's not doesn't call to me like it used to you know so but okay but you're looking at it as we're going to do drugs and get fucked up. Microdosing, what they're doing is attempting to like find a, a a different use for it. Like this stuff is actually useful if you don't fucking abuse it like an asshole and eat, you know, five caps in one sitting. Not abuse something? I don't know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> you know, no, I'm just I'm just saying like I think it's, it's interesting. It's it's a fine line between abuse and and recreation, right, or whatever, or trying to be more expressive. Um, but you know, why add the challenge to your life of trying to maintain that line? You know what I mean? So maintain what line? That line of trying not to abuse it. I mean, you just, I I guess for me, it's, it's a thing where I wouldn't add that onto my shoulders just in case, you know, it became a bad habit in case, you know, but you became more than just smoke weed every day. I smoke weed every day because I don't consider that anything bad. You know what I mean? Like, I consider- and, I, and I think that these people that microdose on mushrooms don't right. consider that to be bad. That's what I'm saying. It's a matter of like how you're looking at it, too. You know? Okay, but my what I'm what I'm trying to get at is, for example, there's no risk of me like smoking too much. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's no risk that I overdid it on the weed and I ended up in you know like a park bench with one shoe or something like that if i never drive another car again there's no risk of me getting into an accident you know sometimes when you want to get places you got to take risks but that's a necessary risk see you have to get places depends on your perspective though i mean yeah it does you know but for me that's a more necessary risk get in touch with your spiritual side son (laughs) you know what i mean listen that those days are done man if i was gonna do that you know, it's not that I'd be opposed to it if my body could handle it. You know what I'm saying? But my body can't handle that shit. It's like... How do you know you haven't done it? Because the last time I did it, I couldn't talk for eight hours. So you just told me you ate, like, how many caps did you eat? Probably, like, 28 or Jesus something. Jesus Christ, man. It's got to be more than that. I'm dude. saying do the opposite of that. I couldn't fit it in my mouth. I had to, like, push in the stems from the side. Pause. 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 This is being recorded. I'm so glad we got that. <laughs> Listen, this was eight years ago. I was a completely different person. <laughs> I might try it, man. What I don't want to do is like take it and go to work. You know what I mean? <laughs> but I might try it. Like maybe when I got a couple days to myself, you know. Have you ever done anything like that and then gone to like school or work? Like trip? Yeah. No. Yeah, I know people that have done that. That's crazy to me. Nah, that's that's crazy to me. And it's crazy to me to trip and drive too. Oh yeah, I've never, done that. Nah, I've never done it. Oh, man, I swear when I've I... I've gotten in a car with someone who's tripping, like an asshole, so what difference does it make? Yeah, you know? right. But, nah. Probably me. <laughs> it could be you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just can't picture getting behind the wheel if I'm tripping. It's like a video game. <laughs> That's not good. Yeah, like, you hear the music, you're like... You know, I thought that I would like video games when I was tripping, and, like, I tripped with my homeboy, 
because mm. you know every other time that I've tripped, we've never tried playing video. I've never done it because I've always been outdoors or you know doing something. Mm-hmm. And this time we were just in the apartment chilling, and this was in Cali, and me and my boy Chris, and we you know we eat like a pretty good. <laughs> pretty good amount of mushrooms you know what i'm saying <laughs> and i was like bro we're gonna play gta you know what i'm saying and this is gonna be amazing we're gonna trip and play gta and i thought it was gonna be great right and we start playing and shit and you know i, I got my character i jump in the car and we're i'm headed like, are you to having a any trouble with the controls at all i was having trouble with the controls <laughs> it was trying to tell me like where to go i didn't want to go that way and shit like that and me and my homeboy like the trip was weird you know when you could like feel it there's like a synergy and shit between everybody that's tripping like we were in a weird place bro so i took the like the video game car i pulled over to the side of the road and mm. i found you know how you could switch the radio stations yeah i found the reggae station and i swear <laughs> to god like some bob marley came out or some shit and me and my homeboy just looked at each other we're like yeah dude so i just parked the car and just left it on and shit and we just listened to, <laughs> to the video game radio station while we were tripping the whole time but it was amazing Damn, (laughs) that's when you know you're fucked up when you gotta pull over your car in the video game. (laughs) Yeah, you're like, yo, I shouldn't be driving. (laughs) Yeah, exactly, exactly. That's why I shouldn't drive in real life either. (laughs) Yeah, dude. Oh man, I'm fucking. (laughs) I've seen people go on bad trips though. Have you ever seen that before? I've caused someone to go on a bad trip. Oh man, being a dickhead. Go, you go first. So I might have. I don't. This is like back when rays were a thing. We're at a rave somewhere, right? And it's my boy. And uh, he's tripping bad, man. He is tripping bad, right? So he gets it in his head. You know how when you're at a club or a party, like kind of lines form, right? To get in and out of the room, right? Because there's so many people trying to go in and out at the same time. Mm -hmm. So he got it in his head that this was a game where (laughs) guys were going in one direction and girls were going in the other one. And when you spotted a girl you liked, right, you had to kiss her. Right. You had to kiss her? Yes. Kiss yo, her. Yo, hashtag me too. Hashtag right. me too, yeah. yo. So what Straight happens? Up. So he obviously is about to get his ass kicked by like some dude who's with the girl he just tried to kiss. You know what I mean? Like when I come into the to the to the scenario. But wait, what, like what do you mean he tried to kiss her? All right, her? so he's he literally grabbed the girl. First he grabbed the first girl and he like kissed her, right? <laughs> and she's like, What the fuck? And she like kind of just is in shock and she like he's walking on the lips yeah on the lips like a pop kiss on the lips <laughs> oh what the fuck yeah bro? yo wait so so man so he keeps walking and i'm like yo what are you fucking doing come on let's go so he keeps walking he grabs another girl does it again right and i'm like yo what the fuck and this time the girl's boyfriend is right behind her right so he literally pushes him he's about to fucking knock his ass out and I like step in. I'm like, hey, hold on, man. He's fucked up. You know, relax. I calm the situation down. I get him outside and I ask him what the fuck he's doing. Right. Because now I can hear something. Right. Because y'all got lucky, bro. What? I'm telling you. Because like, man, that's like a that's not even a crazy story in those days. You know? OK, so you're outside. So basically he. OK, so let me see how I can shorten the story. So. We explained to him this is not a game, right? So this sends him on the worst trip of life, right? Like, he's like, oh, no, I fucked up. I don't know what I'm doing, right? Like, he sends, like, he just goes crazy, right? So we end up taking him home, right? Because he's just 
crazy, right? Like uh-huh. he's going out of his head. Uh-huh. He goes home. He tells his, you know, fucking family he's tripping. Yo, the same shit happened with me. Yo. The same shit happened with my homeboy, bro. Really? Are we talking about the same person? No. Hmm. Can't be. I don't know. It can't be. Does his name rhyme with Walf? <laughs> <laughs> Yo. Yes, we are talking about the same person. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yo, he told that was there that night. Yo, it was crazy. That's nuts, man. Were you there? Or you just heard? Nah, but there was a night that um that we were t- we were tripping. We had taken some fucking shrooms by or was it or was it acid that night? By the crossings by the lake and shit. Mm-hmm. And it was like late at night. We were by the basketball courts. That's where it was. And um when me and, and my other homeboy, Manny, started tripping when it it kicked in, you know, we were like, yo, let's fuck with this dude. So we started pretending to play basketball, but we ain't have no basketball. <laughs> so, like, we're passing each other the ball. We're throwing alley-oops and shit. And, and this dude's like, bro, stop fucking with me. There's no ball. I was like, what do you mean? It's right here. And I would pass it to Manny. Manny would catch it, pass it back. And it's like, we did it pretty good. Like, we played it out pretty good. And, yo, he started bad tripping. Bad, bad, bad. Yeah. Yeah, he thought he was in trouble. Like, I can't see the ball. Nah, at one point, he's like, bro, why do your eyes look black? I'm like, bro, what are you talking about? He's like, oh, oh that's the telltale sign right there. Why yeah. do your eyes look like this? Whatever that goes, follows that is bad. He goes, bro, I need to tell you a secret, bro, but don't freak out. And I was like, okay, what happened? Oh, he's like, no. He's like, bro, we're all dead right now. Wow. Don't you see? He's like, don't you realize we're all dead right now? And I was like, damn, this dude is tripping. Dude, uncomfortable. Yeah. So at that point, we stopped fucking with him, yeah. But so the way I remember the story is we dropped him off at home later on. And then he was tripping so hard. He like woke up his mom when he got home mm-hmm. and told her everything he's ever done. He's confessed everything he's ever done. Oh, That's how wow. I remember that story. That might be accurate. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Like, he got home that night, and he literally, like, woke up his mom and was like, yo, it's like 5 in the morning. We need to talk. Yeah. <laughs> he, like, confessed every drug he's ever done, everything, you know? Wow. Gave his life to the Lord. Yo, dude was never the same after that either, you know? Nah. Like, he still hung out, and we were, everything was cool, you know? But he was, you could tell, something changed him that night. Yeah, I don't know. I don't really, like, hang out with him that much, you know what I mean? No, I haven't seen him in years, but. That's crazy. You know, this yeah. was, like, 15 years ago, but yeah, man, dude. <laughs> So what's the moral of the story here? <laughs> Never do drugs with people that have tripped bad. You know, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. They'll put you on a downer. I think in the case of some people, I think some people shouldn't even be messing with that shit. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like that might be you might be opening up a universe that you're not ready to see. If you take it on the more like metaphysical level, like I was talking before, you know, like, right? They, that when, might be something you're not ready to see, and that's why people freak out like that. Like, would you do, like, ayahuasca with, like, a sham, shaman or whatever? That shit sounds weird to me, man. Yeah. I don't know if I'm connected enough to <laughs> the gods and the herbs, you know? Yeah, what I mean? Like, exactly, man. <laughs> I don't know, man. I think, it, like, I'm too... I lead with, into, with, with logic. I try to lead with logic. Right. And I don't, I, you know... Whereas a lot of, a lot of people lead with, like, feelings. You yeah. You know what I mean? I, don't, I think I'm a little different in that sense, so... I don't know if I'd be into it, dude. Yeah, Yeah, you know, that's funny that you mentioned that because I've been more of a feelings person and now more of a logic person, Mm -hmm. and logic is so much better. (laughs) It's less fun. Uh, No, I wouldn't say that. 
because feelings gets you in trouble a lot. You know what I'm saying? Right. You got your feelings, like you can burn shit down very quickly. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. That's like, that's like, um, experience lesson right there. You know that you don't learn until time, you know? Right. Or at least I didn't. Right. But I don't know. Like I tried to do a, a psychic regression one time. Okay. And like, I just wouldn't give in to the hypnotism. Oh, see, I don't believe in hypnotism at all. I don't know if it's that I don't believe in it or that maybe I'm just not in touch with that stuff. Cause like, look, people who I know and love mm. have like told me about experiences that they've had, mm -hmm. you know, and these are like people and intelligent people that I trust. You I know what I mean? You. See, I haven't come across anyone that's ever told me, well, hypnosis worked for me, you know? Yeah. So but like, you know, people in my own family, you know, that are like, I, I mean, I got you. Yeah. I trust the people in my family that are, are like at least intellectually capable, you know? Mm -hmm. And yeah, it's like they, they swear by having these like intense spiritual experiences. And like when they dream, they, you know, see people and see things and, you know, yes. I have no reason other than my, my logical way of thinking. Right. Not to convince them, but it's also like you have to be smart enough to know that you don't know everything, you know, and like logic is also very limiting because you're abiding by a set of rules that's already in place and you're not leaving any room for for uh, modification. Yeah, no, it's true. Like, you know, I think that's an old saying for a reason, right? The, you know, the more you know, the more you know, you don't know anything. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's just you have to be cognizant of the fact that. Yeah, you can't explain everything, you know, so I completely agree with you. I'm not saying I know everything. It's just that it doesn't look real to me. You know, when I mm -hmm. see it, it just doesn't look real. Like maybe hypnosis in the sense of like you listen to a tape every night or something like that and that eventually seeps in. Yeah, I believe in that. But, you know, just so I'm going to wave this watch in front of you until you fall asleep and the count of three, you're going to quit smoking. Like, no, I'm sorry, that's <laughs> not going to work. You know? Yeah. Yeah. At least I don't I've never seen it work or met anybody that says, hey. I went to the hypnosis and guy and I'm cured, you know, so. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely have. So I don't, again, I don't know where I stand on it because maybe it's true and maybe I just can't really, I'm not suited to tap into that shit. Yeah. Whatever that means, you know. I've tried to get spiritual before. Like one time I took a Tai Chi class mm -hmm. and I went because, right, like there was like an intro. Chicks. No, check it out. There was an <laughs> intro, right? Like, and there was like this asian like old man right mm. and he welcomed me into the tai chi studio and there was no class going on or anything it was mm. just me and him and then he's like he mr miyagi'd me man he was like oh lay down on the floor i'm like all right you know i'm weirded out by all this shit right so i lay down on the floor and he starts massaging and kneading my stomach right whoa yes yo it was fucking like super weird and i'm like kind of weirded out and then after like a few seconds like i can feel like these pressures like being relieved in my stomach like i don't know what the guy did but Whoa. like i felt like all my fucking energy moving around like my bowels were fucking moving around and shit like everything inside me he was like literally like shifting my organs with his hands you Tell know me was, you didn't pop a half or something <laughs> no man okay. what the fuck are you talking about dude <laughs> i would have fucking punched them in the face i would have mr miyagi him you know <laughs> Oh shit. No, nah, it was nothing like that, but it was but it was unexpected, you know mm. what I mean? Like I was just like, what the fuck? So did it make you a believer in the moment? In that moment? No, man. So I was signed up for the class, bro. It was like a fucking three hundred dollar thing. I was like, Oh shit, this guy's the truth, man. I'm gonna learn fucking Tai Chi. I'm gonna fucking be able to just 
point at shit and it's going to be blow up, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> so what With one gesture. So I take the first class and it's like me and like seven 70 year old women. <laughs> After I fucking bought the outfit and shit, you know what I mean? Like I Yo. fucking threw a bunch of money for the book and shit. And then it's me and seven 70 year old women. Like, and we're doing like some of the funniest fucking exercises you've ever seen because these ladies can't like touch their toes and shit, you know? So like, we're literally doing some fucking weird, funky ass exercises, yo. Needless, needless to say, I never went back, dude. But That's amazing. But yeah, I recommend everybody get their stomach needed. Yeah, like that shit was amazing. You never went back, at least for that? Nah, nah. I was like fucking. I mean, that's what sold you on the place. Yeah, but then after that, the, that class, I was like, yo, if I go back, they're going to try to get me for to come back to more classes, you know, because they were real nice and shit. They were like, oh, it's so nice to have a, yeah. a younger person here, you know, like, yeah. but. Um, but no, I, I'm with you. Like, I'm, you know, I'm more logical. I'm with you. Yeah. You know, I've never had my stomach needed. <laughs> <laughs> I recommend it, man. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's a little suspect. <laughs> <laughs> so what else, man? Not much, dude. Freaking. Uh, Did you see the Avengers trailer? I saw the Avengers trailer. Yeah. What do you think? It made me want to watch the movie. It did its job. It's dark. Yeah. In a good way. It's awesome. Yeah, in a good way. Yeah, man. I'm telling you, Marvel. Marvel is the ticket. Have you seen the Aquaman trailer? How does that make you feel? <laughs> no, I'm not. On, yeah, I'm not on board for Aquaman. Yeah. So the rumor right now is that Black Panther is going to be nominated for Best Picture. At the Oscars? At the Oscars. That's the rumor no, right now. How do you feel about be. that? No, that can't be. I'm a huge Marvel fan, and that that can't be true. It feels like pandering, man. Yeah, like straight token, like, you know. Yeah, it feels like pandering, and it, it feels dirty. Like, I'm, you know, half of me is, I'm conflicted, obviously, because, mm-hmm. like, it's a comic book movie, you know, and I'd like to see it get the the recognition that you know other quote-unquote regular movies get but i don't know is black panther really the one is this the one that to break the the cycle i mean i don't think so i don't think any marvel movie really is up there with like some an oscar winning movie you know yeah like they're good and oh, I love them, you know. But they are what they are. They're CGI. They're formulaic. Yeah, they're formulaic. and Black Panther stuck to that formula pretty one thousand percent. You know, structure wise. Yeah, obviously they did new things if you want to call it that with you know the imagery and the and uh, the casting and obviously like I like it for all the reasons that everyone else likes it. Plus, I thought it was a good movie. Yeah, you know I'm not I mean? mad at it at all. You know, it's just but not an Oscar winning movie though. Oscar nominated. For Best Picture, like, Tarantino's movies don't even get nominated for, for Best Picture. Listen, if, if Juicy J has an Oscar, I mean, maybe it's not even that big a deal. Yeah. <laughs> no, at the end of the day, what the fuck, who, you know, who cares about this, some stupid award, yeah, you know? true. But, no, I mean, yeah, it is, I do feel like it is pandering, you know, I do agree with you, like, I mean, really, there wasn't anything else, like. Yeah, it's it's a little I, weird. What's, I, what's kind crazy, of disrespectful to, you know real directors that i mean not to say it's not a real movie but you know what mm. i mean like it's it's fun. it is a real movie it's hard to like talk about this without sounding like a dick because i actually no. do like the movie me too but it's not like and were there nine you know ten better movies last year maybe not 
You know, I'm not saying that ultimately it, it just feels weird that Black Panther is the first comic book movie to get the, the Oscar nomination for Best Picture. Mm. You know, in a world where the Dark Knight exists. That's true. You feel me? But, yes, exactly. Like, if anything, you know, that should have been. But, you know, in a weird way, the con- that is the consolation prize for the Dark Knight is that the year after the dark knight got snubbed for best picture is when oscars uh started having 10 nominees instead of four Hmm. that was because of the dark knight so at the end of the day you know i guess that's the the consolation oscar that the dark knight could take home i guess literally changed the rules (laughs) it'll have to do but an oscar would have been nice (laughs) an oscar would have been nice yeah 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 the nolans are amazing man yeah i agree man yeah i wish dc would just go back to that yeah but I don't think they'll go back to DC. Who? Nolan's. Yeah, no, I don't mean that. I mean... Oh, to that style. Not even necessarily to that style. I just wish DC didn't give in to this temptation to do like this cinematic universe that's just like Marvel's, you know? Right. I kind of wish they kept it the way Nolan kept it. Uh, In Nolan's movie, Superman doesn't exist. It's just Batman. Mm-hmm. There is no mention of Superman in that world. It's just Batman and, and like his rogues gallery and all his, you know, the whole cast of characters from Gotham City. Mm-hmm. It's deep enough to sustain itself. And you could do the same thing with Superman. You could do the same thing with Wonder Woman. And they could all be in their own universes. You don't got to mix them up. True. Yeah, they they and they rushed it, too. You know, it's not even like they took their time and really built it out. They completely tried to get there without doing the proper steps. I know? agree. You know? I agree. I agree. Like shoehorning Batman into that second movie was a huge mistake. Yeah, big time. That yeah. was a huge mistake. Yeah, that should have been Superman two or Batman one. <laughs> Pick one, you mm-hmm. know. Like, but that, yeah, that whole Superman v Batman. I mean, that sucked. Especially how that resolved itself. You know, when <laughs> with the whole Martha thing. You know, that thing. I know it's everyone's least favorite part, including mine. You know. Yeah, but like. You know what? You know why the Martha thing was bad, and I've thought about this actually. It's because they didn't earn it at the beginning. I think it's because it only took one fucking second. You know what I mean? Like, no, I think Martha would have worked. See, like Martha works for Clark because you got a whole previous movie in Man of Steel establishing Clark's relationship with his mom. With Bruce. In that universe, you don't get to see Bruce and his mom. You just kind of see her in the beginning in this, like, slow-mo sequence and shit when they get killed. Like, like she doesn't say any words. You don't get to know her. You don't learn anything about the relationship. So that moment for it to be so impactful that it stops Bruce from killing Clark. Right. You need to have been there for that as a viewer. You need to have seen that somewhere before. And so, like, it wasn't earned. I bet... If there was a sequence of, you know, Bruce Wayne as a kid with his mom and they really established that in the movie, I bet that uh, scene works. It works exactly the way it is. That's what I was going to ask you next, because I think even if they establish that, I agree that it improves that scene. But I still don't think it works because of the the how quick he just changed his mind and said, OK, you know, we're going to stop fighting now. You know, like all of a sudden, like, you know. Why? Just because of the name Martha? You know, like, I don't know. I'm sure it looked good on the page. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, sometimes, like, it's like, 
it happens on the page and you're like, oh, fuck, this is this is good. And then when you know, when you actually get actors to act it out, it's it just reads different. It's but, just not the same. But yeah. they do reshoots nowadays. Like, why not go to the reshoot and just iron it out? You know, like such an important part of the movie, you know? Yeah, I mean, I agree. The, the good news is with DC movies going forward is that it looks like they're going back into that style of just making their own like standalone movies and not worrying about connecting it to like a larger universe. For instance, this Joker movie that's coming out. Okay. I'm super intrigued about it. Yeah, with Joaquin. With, with Joaquin Phoenix, yeah. Yeah, Joaquin. No, I'm good. Um, yeah, because it doesn't connect to like any other universes. They're not trying to set up a franchise. This is the kind of... Also, it's low budget. It's $50 yeah. million. Dollars, so. Right. When you make a movie like that when you have a good script. Yeah, try it up your alley. Like, it's not my shit. Like, it's not? Like, I'm not, yeah. Like, you see, like, you're a fan of, like, uh, Scorsese, you know what I mean? And, like, I'm not I'm not knocking it, you know what I mean? I, I hate everything you're saying right now. But yeah, go, continue. No, whatever. There's no explosions in it. There's no CGI, you know what I mean? Oh, my God. Yeah. I, I do a podcast with this guy. It's just <laughs> unbelievable. What the it's varying opinions, life? you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, it's as different yeah. as it gets. I'm the sushi, you know what I mean? <laughs> when I see a $50 million movie, like mm. passion project, that doesn't necessarily connect to like this big business plan, and I see an actor like Joaquin Phoenix take it, you know, that to me that tells me that they have a good script and a good story to tell. Like I read into that. I read quality into that. You right. know what I mean? And, and that's why that movie has me excited as opposed to like a movie. That's something that's mandated from the top floor. Like, okay, we need to do a movie about Shazam now because our studies show and our <laughs> metrics show that nah. kids would like a Shazam movie. Yeah. You know? But for example, like that is exactly what Shazam is. And I'm not, I don't want to see that, you know, I don't really care, mm -hmm. but like, you know, if it's if it's done right, like if it's a Marvel movie, you know, actually at first I wasn't even like a huge Marvel fan. And when they won me over was Guardians of the Galaxy. Right. Because mm. I thought to myself, this is going to be a stupid ass movie about a raccoon. Right. And I'm like, when I saw it, I enjoyed it. I thought it was great. You know, so and I, I realized, man, these people can tell a story, you know, like yeah. they're good at that, you know. And for me, like, see, when I see a 50 million dollar passion project like i just think like this is gonna be some director's passion like project he's gonna he's be not gonna artsy. deliver the goods yeah he's, you know yeah. what i mean like he's not gonna do what's best for the movie he's gonna do what's best like for to show off how artistic he is you know what for i mean his narcissism <laughs> yeah <but>. exactly you <laughs> know and that's and that's for me a movie is well balanced you know and i you know how people always quote like tootsie for like movie mm -hmm. writing you know what i mean like mm -hmm. for me i always go back to back to the future which i was watching yesterday mm -hmm. Because that movie for, has the perfect balance, you know, it has, um, it just has just the right pace, in my opinion, you know? No, I, I agree that there is an art to making something that doesn't, that satisfies artistically and commercially. Correct. I think there's an art to that. That's and, where I, that's the sweet spot in my opinion. But that's why a guy like, that's why I always big up Tarantino, you know, because it's kind of not cool in film snob circles to to list tarantino as like your you know your favorite director or whatever but i'm saying it i used to say kubrick i used to say scorsese i love those guys but like right. if i'm being honest with myself mm -hmm. it's quentin tarantino yeah he's amazing. i just keep going back to his movies i love you know? tarantino and so like yeah so what i'm saying is that's the thing about tarantino is that like 
he makes pop movies, but they're he made his style into pop. Like he made the pop audience adjust to his style. Mm-hmm. He never made, you know, a fucking ABC paint by numbers pop movie. He's never made one to this day. Right. You know? No, he hasn't. And how do you feel about the criticism that he's borrowing like techniques from all his favorite things and kind of putting them together? I mean, I'm a hip hop fan, right? Like that don't mean shit to exactly, me. Exactly, right? Yeah. Like that's exactly what you're supposed to do. That's how you create a style. You know what I mean? So, Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. No, and I love his style, man. It's awesome. When I first saw, um, uh, what's this movie um, with the um, Nazis? Inglorious. Inglorious. Yes, mm-hmm. that movie was awesome. When yeah. I, and uh, Django, I I really loved. Django is one of my least favorite of his movies. Yeah, mm-hmm. I really like Django a lot. But like, like he doesn't make any bad movies. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, he doesn't make any bad movies. But you know, I I like some better than others. And he Django's did. definitely near the bottom of my list. He did eight, Hateful Eight, right? Yeah, yeah, that was probably my least favorite. Really? Yeah, hmm. yeah, that was one of my favorites. Yeah, it took me like three tries to get through it, and when I finally did, I was like, hmm. you know, really? But maybe it's because I saw it like that, you know. Hmm. What do you mean like that? Like, I saw it the first time halfway. I saw it the second time halfway. And the third time I started it from the half and finished it. Oh, I see. I understand what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. Nah, I like it. <laughs> like the first, I saw it in the theater. I saw the roadshow version. What's which, that? So it was uh, projected the, the way it was shot in 70 millimeter. You nerd. <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah. Well, like the studio actually had to provide those projectors to a bunch of theaters because they weren't equipped for it, you know. So there was like a roadshow version of the movie that was cut specifically different for that roadshow. It had like an overture at the beginning, like a musical overture and shit. For it had an long? interlude, had not an interlude, an intermission in the in the middle of the movie. And shit. In the movie theater? Yes, it had like a ten minute like intermission. You go out and get popcorn and come back. Right. No it was like way. a play. Yeah, How I long was the movie? Like three and a half hours or Holy something. shit. Mm-hmm. No wonder I couldn't get through it. It was a longer cut of the movie. But, uh, I mean, one of the dopest, like, um, movie-going experiences I ever had. The, a lot of the, the best movie-going experiences that I've had are with Tarantino movies. Because mm-hmm. I saw Death Proof, in the, uh, not Death Proof, uh, Grindhouse, which is Death Proof and whatever... Planet Terror, which right. was Robert Rodriguez's movie. Right. I saw that in the theater, too. A double feature. And it was cool as fuck, man. It had, like, the fake trailers, and it was cool as fuck, dude. See? I don't know. That's a long time to be in a movie theater for me. Yeah? Yeah. Like, I have a short attention span. <laughs> Thanks, TV. <laughs> <laughs> it was an exciting feeling. Like, once one movie finished, you know, and, like, the credits are rolling, and you start the, and I'm like, damn, another movie's about to come up, you know? And a Quentin Tarantino movie at that. That's like, true. It was cool, man. It was a cool experience. See, I, I'm not a fan of that movie either, like Grindhouse and, and But whatever. he's a guy that that really um, creates with his audience in mind, and I appreciate that. Like, to a, certain, to a certain level, they do play like a stage play. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. When you're watching a Tarantino movie, it's almost like they're talking to the audience, like they're aware of the audience. You it's know? true. It's true. It's like they could look over at the camera at any second. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, yeah, you're I right. appreciate that. It's like a certain showmanship to that that I think is pretty cool, man. Yeah. I think also his, like, just stylistically, like his framing and 
you know, the things he does with lighting and shadow, you know, like yeah. to me are awesome, you know, and that combined with like the pop music and everything else, you know. And the fact that his movies are so popular and they're just so talky. Mm-hmm. There's so much dialogue and that's not supposed to work. That's not supposed to keep people entertained. Like, right. you know, that's the opposite of what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to show, not tell. Yeah. And he tells everything and it still works and he still makes a bunch of money. All his movies make money. Yeah. He never does like some big property. He always does his own shit. I respect the shit out of Quentin Tarantino, man. Imagine if he did like Batman or something. I wouldn't be down for it. He no. wanted to do Bond. Oh, that's right. He wanted to do Bond. He wanted to do Casino Royale, actually. Mm. That would have been interesting. I think people hate on that idea, but I love that idea because he wanted to set it in the 60s, too. Him doing a movie set in the 60s, that sounds amazing. And Bond. The only beef I had was that he wanted Pierce Brosnan. Oh, hell no. As Bond. Why would he repeat that mistake? Ouch. That's... Damn, mistake. Yeah. No, yeah, he was. Pierce Brosnan was probably the worst Bond ever. Let's like, save this because I, I literally, I want to do a whole episode on Bond. <laughs> like, you don't understand. No, Bond man. is my shit. No, I want to do a whole just, episode on I that. Just, we'll just finish this up by saying Pierce Brosnan is the worst Bond ever. <laughs> That's a good transition for douchebag of the week. Douche what do you think? Douchebag of the week. Let's do it. You got one or what? I no, I'm gonna pass it to you. You got one? Oh, I don't even shit, man. What the <laughs> fuck? All right. Uh, I feel like what I'm about to say makes me the douchebag of the week. But okay, then you're the, okay. Let's go with it. All right. You ever had somebody like that just comes up to you and opens up to you without knowing you at all? Oh, man. <laughs> like, you know, just starts talking <laughs> yes, to you yes, yes. and spilling their guts about their life and about their situation. And you literally, this is the second time you talk to them. Ouch. So what'd you do? I listened and then I was like, for as long as I could, you know, literally, like I really tried to stomach it. I was there for like four and a half minutes. But what were they talking about? You got to get You got to. Oh, man, that's the thing, too, because we don't know each other. They weren't even being specific. Right. They were just like, oh, yeah, because my life, you know, I hit a rough, a rough patch and I've been dealing with this rough patch. And like, you know, obviously they were referring to something very specific, but Mm -hmm. they would never say what. And so. So you learn nothing. I learn nothing. And I'm just like, you know, giving generic kind of consolation, you know, just like, don't worry. Things are going to turn around for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. After a little while, you run out of sayings. Exactly. You run out of quotes. <laughs> so, you know, I think I'm a douchebag, man, because, you know, I couldn't stomach this for more than four and a half minutes. And the guy was obviously reaching out, you know, but I don't know him, you know, so. All I could tell him was like, hey, you know, things are going to turn around. You're going to be all right, you know. Well, I'm going to slightly disagree with you because four and a half minutes seems like a long ass time. It was like an eternity. I'm not sure I'd do four and a half minutes. So, if you you know, for the sake of the show and for for the sake of continuity, you'll get the douchebag of the week just because we need one. (laughs) But I disagree. Yeah, right. Like, that's a long time. Thank you. I appreciate it. Four and a half minutes is a long time. You had me going up until that part. Four and a half minutes. Like, nah, man. It might have been longer. I might have been even short, short changing it, you know? (laughs) Yeah. People are weird. I I don't understand that, that kind of thing. I don't understand those people, honestly. Yeah. Like, I would not do that. You know, I don't know. Maybe I'm not in his situation and I understand, but it's just kind of difficult, you know, to, to be like pinned against the wall and be listening to someone like talking to you about things that you have no idea what they're talking about. You know, you don't know them at all. So you don't know how they're, you don't even know what the situation is. So how they ended up there is even less, you know, 
it's more of a mystery. So, you know what it is? What his ancestors didn't eat the mushrooms. <laughs> <laughs> you think so? Huh? Yeah, I think that's what it is. Yeah, you're stuck on that mushroom. They're stuck that's on like stupid. That, that's, that's why like, they're that's stuck like, on stupid. They should have ate that mushroom, man. You know the theory of how we first ate cooked food, right? How's that? Uh, like apparently the theory is there was like a forest fire, mm. right? And the animal got caught in the fire. Mm. And we came across the charred that shit remains. Was delicious. And it was amazing. <laughs> it was like so much better than eating it raw, you know? That shit was delicious. <laughs> that's, that's how we got turkey. <laughs> <laughs> that's why we have Thanksgivings. <laughs> Give thanks. And that's the story of the pilgrims. <laughs> you got any shout outs, man? Yeah, man. Um, shout out to my sister. She's having my, she had my niece. Oh, that's what's up. Yeah, man. She had my niece a week ago. and um, Dope. Yeah, man, she's a beautiful little girl, and welcome to the family, Didi Marie. That's what's up, man. Yeah, man. Oh, that was a sweet shout out, man. Yeah, man. You know, I ended on a sweet note. Do we have napkins in here? <laughs> I need tissues for my issues. Um, we got a review. You oh, should yeah? probably read that. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, shout out to Garcia three hundred five. He says he gave us five stars. By the way, what up, Garcia? That's, that's very appreciated, my man. Uh, great show. It's basically the Seinfeld of podcast that covers various topics, honestly. Hilarious. We'll be back for episode two. Hey. Hopefully he came back for episode hey, two. I haven't people. heard from him, so he's probably like, man, I listened to episode one, bro. <laughs> I can't talk to this guy anymore. That's all you get. Now, shout out to Garcia, man. That's what's up. That's yeah. dope. Word. Um, human sushi... Wait, humansushibar.com. We that's, have a fucking website right, right now. Guys. Right now, it's uh, it's just our Tumblr blog, but uh, we're working on the website. Yeah, more coming very soon, definitely. Word. Pictures, video, giveaways, all kinds of stuff. Giveaways. Um, what else? Is there anything else we got to plug? You got any shout outs? Uh, shout out to Sophia for... Letting us record this podcast oh, yeah. here at my at my uh, place of rest, and shout out to Charlie for only barking a couple times. <laughs> I think we might have caught him on the mic, but shout out Charles. Yeah, and uh, yeah, that's about it. Oh, shout out to everybody that's been listening. Uh, shout out to my homie Pedro, who's been listening to every episode. Um, Pedro, everybody online that's been hitting me up about the show. My boy Gadget, World Wide Web. And yeah, man. No, it's uh, it's it's nice. I'm, I've been seeing some pretty good uh, numbers on the back end. Awesome. You know, relatively. Obviously, we ain't fucking with like <laughs> Joe Rogan. <laughs> what do you mean? We're almost there. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man. It's just been a couple fun. more listeners. That's all. Yeah, just a couple more. Yeah. Uh, subscribe, please subscribe. Leave a review. We'll read it on the air. Give you a shout out. All that shit. Yeah, guys. Take them out of here, Renee. All right. On. What are we doing? We're I said we we hit We're him not up with a rap. Anything. This one's on I'm you. Let's hit him. Let's hit him up with a rap. Here we go. All right. You got the rap you was you was doing All before. Right. Anyway, here we go. Here we go. All right. <laughs> now I'm gonna freestyle. You're gonna freestyle it. All right. Lot of bust it. Human sushi, sumin hushi, pop that coochie. You little groupie. Hey. <laughs> There is going to be no episode five. That's it. This podcast is over. It's canceled, right? That is the last one. Damn. Forget about it. I, I, thought, I thought we could be at least, you know, get through episode five. <laughs> Yo, we'll see y'all later. Later. Peace.